Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, glad you're with us. Right at our toll-free number. We'd love to have you join us as we uh, unfold. This program unfolds today, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Uh, you know, I want to just tell the people in Georgia something here. So many of you are angry and aggravated, and and I don't think most people knew what had happened in Georgia back in March. And that's when the Georgia Democratic Party... And the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee and the Democratic Congressional Committees uh, all filed a lawsuit. This is where I have a problem with your dopey secretary of state there. But uh, and this is important because as a result of that uh, consent agreement that they came to, a couple things happened. One is they capitulated to two a second signature verification system. Now, if you voted same day, election day, November 3rd in Georgia, you had to show a photo ID and your signature was matched, verified, if you will, with the state signature files that was that's on a computer file. That's one standard. That standard should be the same for every Georgian. Well, it's not because as part of this agreement, the secretary of state allowed a separate verification system whereby if the application for a mail-in ballot uh, were made, and as long as that application signature matched the signature of the person that filled out the ballot, that would suffice in that case. I don't see any photo ID associated with this, and nor do I think that, okay, if people want to be corrupt, I know it might be hard to believe there are people that are corrupt, right? Uh, they, the same person that would apply for it would likely be the one that, that filled it out. You can't have that kind of system. And this is where I don't, the governor says, I don't have any powers whatsoever. Yes, you do. You can call the legislature in session and you can fix the problem. Now, regardless of what they do or don't do down there, does that, that cannot impact 
people in Georgia in terms of these the Senate races that are up for grabs on January 5th. There's already been almost uh, or probably by now, as of yesterday, almost a million mail in ballot requests. OK, that's Stacey Abrams operation, you know, back up and running. And now there's investigations into people thinking maybe they'll move into the state. Uh, they can if they're a resident for 30 days. They'd be legally allowed to vote that if they leave, that would be called voter fraud. That's actually illegal. We'll see if that ends up happening. Uh, but right now it's a Republican lead of 50 to 48. These two Senate seats matter. You know, putting everything else aside, and I know the president is going down campaigning this weekend, which I'm glad to see, because we don't have the luxury, even though some of you might be frustrated with your governor or secretary of state, that we just don't have the luxury down in Georgia right now to be concerned that that, that, is, that is another fight for another day. Not now. Because if at the end of this process, Joe Biden is the next president and Democrats were to win those two Senate seats, that would mean Kamala Harris is the president in the Senate and a tie breaking vote. Now, what would that mean to Donald Trump's four years successful track record? It would guarantee its destruction. The only people that can stop it are Republican voters in Georgia. The stakes are have never been higher ever in my lifetime for any Senate race ever. And I honestly don't care whether you even like Senator Perdue or Senator Loeffler. Stopping this Democratic power grab is critical for the country. You just the, the amount of damage that would then be available to Joe Biden and the radical socialists, it would be, I can't even fathom how bad it would be. Now, it's interesting, too, to watch what's happening in Georgia. I love how outsiders think that they can tell. I actually lived in Georgia four years. Had four great years there. I lived in Roswell. And uh, yeah, many hours on the, on the 400. But um, now they have, let's see. Remember a little less than two years ago, you had all these Hollywood stars threatening uh, to boycott the great state of Georgia because they didn't like an abortion bill that was being debated and they were ready to abandon Georgia uh, because, well, I guess they didn't share Hollywood's values. Who am I talking about? People like Alec Baldwin, Alyssa Milano, Amy Schumer, Sophia Bush, Deborah Messing, all, all the usuals. Now they're all out there trying to influence the people of Georgia to vote Democratic on January 5th in the hopes that their, their socialist fantasies all come true. But they're the same stars that, quote, boy, back the boycott almost two years ago, uh, wanting to withdraw any TV and movie production out of Georgia unless their values uh, be imposed on the people of Georgia. They even got studios to back them. So now it's ground zero in Georgia for the balance of power. Um, I know that some people might just be say, well, we can't ch- you can't check out here. 
The fight for liberty and freedom continues. And even as we continued our investigation and everything that has happened in this election, and we're learning a lot, um, it is it is critical. Has nothing to do at all whatsoever. And by the way, if you like Donald Trump and you want to protect Donald Trump, if they had a House majority and a Senate majority, uh what do you think they're going to do to Donald Trump and his family for the next four years, except never ending, endless investigations, never ending and undoing all the great success that we've accomplished in four years? Only Georgia can stop it. Only Georgians can stop it. And I just urge everybody. I have so many friends down in Georgia, so many of them. And by the way, smart people there are telling me this thing is is on a bubble. This is not a slam dunk race. This is not this Stacey Abrams, you know, group is real. They're what their operation is real. Every vote is going to matter. I told everybody you have to assume you're six points down and that you're on your own 20, two minutes left in the game, no timeouts. And you got to march down the field 80 yards and cross the plane and kick the extra point. Uh, assume it is that close and seeing all of these elections and how close they were. If you look at three states, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, you know, 44,000 vote difference between Trump and Biden combined. Not I'm not factoring in the cheating. Um, yesterday was a game changer. But you wouldn't know it if you watched the mob. The media, you know, I've talked about institutional failure and institutional corruption. I was talking about it in the lead up to this election, and that is major institutions that the mob and the media, big tech companies. I mean, uh, liberal Democrats, the, the amount of hypocrisy that they have taken on is beyond breathtaking. You know, they lied in the media for three years. There were there were no deletions on social media when it comes to the Russia conspiracy theories that they pushed for three years and dragged this country through hell and lied the whole time. We're wrong the whole time. You know, like always, we forge our own independent path here. We, we exposed, we, we were unpeeling every layer of that onion for three years. There was not many of us doing that. There wasn't. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying we do things differently, just like vetting Obama, just like Biden family corruption, just like vetting Biden. Nobody would do those things either. Now, you know, you have all of these whistleblowers. You know, we we had an impeachment not that long ago, and they went all in with what a courageous patriot this hearsay, who wasn't even a whistleblower, whistleblower, non-whistleblower, you know, allegation, a hero, courageous, patriotic. Well, all day yesterday we heard from whistleblowers, people that signed sworn affidavits under the threat of perjury. You know, observers describing being kept six feet away and more, and they couldn't see anything, nothing or being kicked out of certain polling places and, and, and applause erupts 
and other observers describing issues specific. Born in 1900, January 1st, all these military ballots, you know, suspicious activity around the vote counting, you know, the truck driver that, you know, literally explained. And we had him on TV last night and we played it during this program in the first hour yesterday, you know, driving completed ballots from Beth Page, Long Island, New York, all the way to Lancaster, PA. Not just a few, hundreds of thousands of them. You know, you have this other guy, we had him on TV last night, United States Postal Service contractor, you know, says something profoundly wrong occurred in Wisconsin. Talking about 100,000 votes. This lawsuit in Wisconsin is real, too. Uh, all of the, these are all whistleblowers. The mob and the media has ignored them. They didn't, they gave them no credibility whatsoever. That is how corrupt institutions are. And this is what now, this, this is the, what, new normal? It can't be, or we're not going to be able to have a country here that's going to be able to survive this. It does not. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all the news stories today. Um, you, 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 you look at, for example, there was a report out today, by the way, a poll watcher in Nevada saying that she saw Trump votes being switched to Biden. Should I observe with my Democratic partner the preparation of a new ballot since the original one was soiled or wouldn't go through the tabulators? I read her a Trump Republican ballot. As soon as she entered it into the system, the ballot defaulted on the screen to a Biden Democratic ballot. Huh? That happened in Arizona. Other witnesses, cybersecurity experts, you know, saying all these things, they, they witnessed it with their own eyes. Uh, the attorney out in Nevada uh, working for the Trump campaign, you know, talked about real voter fraud, thousands of and thousands of instances. They're going to be submitting in their case. They said 40,000 plus people who voted twice in the election. Huh? How can that happen? You got the whistleblowers alleging ballots illegally crossing state lines, ballot backdating. That's the Wisconsin case. uh, Digital manipulation all by whistleblowers one after another. You know, whistleblowers detail the election fraud to this Michigan Senate committee. You know, you have uh, Melissa Carone. She was on. Uh, the, the pro we played her yesterday worked for Dominion Systems. She was on the show yesterday, witnessed election workers at the convention center scanning mail in ballots and multiple times whenever machine jammed, talked about fraud. How many more people have to testify? That, that would be called witnesses, that would be called evidence. Well, where's the evidence? Well, if you're in a court of law. And what you're an eyewitness to a murder and you testify before a jury, the jury finds you credible and you hold up under cross examination. Uh, They can convict somebody of murder based on the testimony of the one eyewitness. That's called evidence. We just going to ignore these whistleblowers. That's how sick they are. This is really scary. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com.
Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Got VO Biden. Linda, you watching this? VO of him walking with that stupid boot on. I don't know how things can happen. This guy, he could barely, he, he just has no, no, no kick in his step. Nothing. It's like, uh, it's, it's so scary. I don't know. I think the boot might be adding something. You know, maybe he's trying to look like what? a tough guy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, one thing I'm just going to say, um, Look, the the battle for liberty and freedom has never been easy, and so many people have had to pay a much higher price than we pay. And I, I yeah, at some point, he, there's 74 million Americans right here in this country that believe in liberty and believe in freedom and believe in constitutional government and America first. All the agenda items that the president has has rightly accomplished uh, so far, and I'm just telling you. We don't have time to just sit back and feel sorry for ourselves. You know, and it's really got to start in Georgia. And it's it's with an understanding of what is at stake here. You know, at some point, you know, I I know that there's a little always an ebb and flow to people's interest in politics and people think, you know, I'm tired, but blah, blah, blah. Not a lot of time to be tired. Too many people have fought, bled, and died so that we can live free. And, you know, freedom is but a generation away from extinction. I don't want it lost on our watch. And that's why there's there's going to be, I'll never forget in 2010, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and we it was April of 2010 and the rise of the Tea Party. There's going to be a massive backlash to this. Might as well start it sooner than later. Quick break, right back. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 25 till the uh, top of the hour. You know, if you just go back, it's a month ago tomorrow, Election Day. Just go back to that day for a second. What, what, have, we, what have we learned and what have we been able to unfold? Because it's been a process, and it's not been an easy process. It's like, you know... You know, first thing we're discovering is all of a sudden you go to bed at 430, you wake up. Huh? What just happened? Now, now we're hearing from people that, oh, yeah, they said they weren't going to count any more ballots and all these ballots were brought back in. Uh, Now, you know, as I went through all the truck driver, you know, Beth Page, New York to Lancaster with ballots, really. And then being told you have other people under oath, threat of perjury. Yeah, we were told to backdate these and and everything else in between. We we learned very early on. What do we learn? Partis, we, we're the ones, I think, that first found the law, the statutory language that allows partisan observers to watch the counting from start to finish. And all of a sudden, very early, we I remember watching, I think it was during this show, you know, you had partisan observers that are supposed to observe, they're kicked out. They are told they can't gain entrance. Uh, they are pushed back six, 20, 100 feet away. You can't you can't see anything from six feet away. You cannot observe vote counting from six feet away. It's impossible. Uh, you what we watch the Democrats just leading up to the election, unilaterally changing laws uh, so that they can count what the law doesn't allow for late arriving mail-in ballots with or without a postmark. And, you know, then you have, we learned about this, this consent agreement in Georgia where you have, 
you know, not one but two signature verification standards, one for mail-in ballots, one for it same-day voting. Um, you look at the signature matching procedure for mail-in voting, you know, influenced by guidance and training we learned in Georgia, produced by the Democratic Party. Why would that dopey Secretary of State ever allow that? Why isn't the governor called a special session to fix these problems? And, of course, they have drop boxes that aren't being observed by anybody. Well, who's putting the ballots in? Anybody have any access to them? That's insane also. And, you know, reports of dead people voting in multiple states beyond the grave, uh, still living voters getting multiple duplicate ballots, others lawfully requesting an absentee ballot or a ballot, but then never receiving their voting materials in the mail. Some races still have not been called today. You know, it's it's pretty unbelievable. And we talked a lot about Dominion and all those things, but um, and all the you never have the liberal media mob like the New York Times and the AP, a tenured, you know, Ivy League school professor, expert in voting machines. This is what he does, critical of Dominion. Uh, then you have Democrats, Klobuchar, Wyden, and Warren, all critical. Then you have problems in the primary in Georgia. Then you find out, well, Georgia adopted this, this, this one system, not because it was the best. It actually, of the three systems tested, it was the worst, but it was the cheapest. Same system rejected twice in 2019 by the great state of Texas, by their by Republicans. Everybody in agreement, the mob, the media, the Democrats, Republicans, 28 states still use it. That doesn't does that make sense? You know, I think doesn't America kind of deserve the best? I just kind of believe we do. And so it's 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 then been a process. And then, okay, then they're accumulating the evidence that has taken a long, much longer time than any of us would have liked or thought it would take. But now we're hearing from the people that actually are behind the affidavits that Kaylee McEnany would be showing us on TV on Hannity every night. Okay, these people sign these affidavits. Here's what they're saying in their affidavits. Now the people are telling us themselves. And we'll have more of these whistleblowers on on Hannity tonight. You know, but then we now have to get into the legal arena. You know, Ted Cruz, I thought, made a very compelling case as a constitutional scholar on how why the Supreme Court should take up, for example, the election challenge in Pennsylvania on an emergency basis. Uh, and he said that the emergency appeal filed in the U.S. Supreme Court challenging election results in Pennsylvania raises serious legal issues that the court should hear on an expedited basis. By the way, this is separate and apart from this whistleblower that we we covered yesterday during this hour and then had on TV last night, the truck driver that had the ballots in his truck from Beth page, long Island to Lancaster PA, uh, but pointing out that registered voters in the state of Pennsylvania must cast ballots in person, except at a narrow and under narrow and defined circumstances. And that in 2019, the state legislature passed a measure that authorized universal mail-in voting, despite the state's constitution expressly prohibiting it. Now, that is a strong legal case. The Constitution prohibits it. Quote, this, got, this appeal argues Pennsylvania cannot change the rules in the middle of the game. He's right. If Pennsylvania wants to change how voting occurs, the state must follow the law to do so. He's right on that point, too. 
Ted Cruz has successfully argued cases before the U.S. Supreme Court prior to him being in the U.S. Senate. Now, the legality was when, you know, then compounded by partisan Democratic Supreme Court in, in Pennsylvania, which, you know, he said issued a number of rulings reflecting only just political and ideological bias. And the state rightly seeks to prohibit the Democratic governor and secretary of state from taking official action. Now, I would say that this has a once you get to the Constitution. Once you get to the rule of law, once you get to the Constitution not being followed, they've got a real legal problem. So that makes that a real case if the U.S. Supreme Court were to take it up. Uh, I've said from day one, and I've known a lot more behind the scenes that I just wasn't at liberty to share, but I've been following it very closely. Uh, This lawsuit is also a very strong suit where the Trump campaign now filed it yesterday. And this surrounds the process of absentee voting in the state of Wisconsin. This impacts 220,000 ballots. And the lawsuit filed yesterday came after Wisconsin completed their partial recount. We had to wait for this this moment in time to have the window to do this. Anyway, uh, meaning if you wanted to file it, anybody that wanted to. Uh, but which maintained Biden won the presidential race, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the Trump campaign's legal team, led by Wisconsin Circuit Court judge, this guy Jim Tropis, uh, that while the recount in the state did not flip the pre- in the president's favor, it's sort of like this stupid Georgia recount was dumb. It was not the recount that you needed. You needed the signature verification standard applied. And they're saying, well, we can't do that. Why? We didn't save the envelopes. What? <laughs> That's pretty dumb. By the way, Georgia now fighting the idea that you can forensically examine these voting machines. Well, if you want confidence in your election, you need to be able to have experts forensically examine them and assure people nothing went wrong or tell them if something did go wrong. Anyway, exposing exactly, you know, what the election process is, that that matters. Now, what what they have here is it. It's a matter of now in Wisconsin, what's interesting about the case is that in in that particular case, again, it now comes down to a matter of law and whether the law was followed. In other words, the argument is about disenfranchised large groups of Wisconsin voters uh, literally rejected by certain canvassing boards during the recount process, frequently on a, a bipartisan basis that was going on there. But. But the law is clear, and there's also court precedents that, for example, the process where you have to sign for absentee voting and request this to happen, and if it doesn't happen because Wisconsin law requires absentee ballot request forms be submitted ahead of the voter casting the absentee ballot. Well, 220,000 ballots were sent out, and this process was bypassed and accepted ballots without required absentee applications on file. That would be that would not be a valid vote by law. The Wisconsin state legislature explicitly required an application. It was mandatory. Any ballots without an application or without an incomplete application are not to be counted. That's a matter of law. 
The campaign pointed to the law, which requires any ballots incorrectly filled out, missing information, damage to be returned to the voter to correct and resubmit. But they had to have first put in the application for it, which is what didn't happen from the get-go. And then you have other instances where the addresses are left off the envelopes and the clerks, you know, whatever, using their own knowledge, searching known databases, filled in the information themselves. That is illegal, too. If the certificate or envelope is missing uh, a witness address, the ballot can't be counted. That's a matter of law. That's a good suit. I think that, you know, again, now we're dealing with legal arguments, which is, you know, the next arena that this has to go into. Now, separate and apart from the uh, the Pennsylvania case, you have the, you know, hundreds of thousands of ballots that the truck driver says he drove up from Bethpage, Long Island. Pretty amazing. How convenient. Wish I would have had a tip on that one ahead of time. So, uh you know, all of this now is is it, it kind of gets out of control. And then you have to ask, well, does do judges have the appetite to courageously enforce the laws and the Constitution as laws are are written and as the Constitution requires? And And that now becomes the next step in all of this. Now, do I have a lot of confidence in it? No. You know, I just don't. This Nevada case is getting interesting. I want to see. I have not seen that evidence yet, but I want to see if they think they've identified 40,000 uh, ballots illegally cast. I want that could be a big deal. Pennsylvania Republicans, too, have asked the Supreme Court to hear this mail in vote challenge. But, um, you know, at some point, when do we say enough is enough and that this isn't good? How do we ever have faith and confidence in the outcome of this election? I don't think we ever get to the bottom of it all. That's the saddest part of this. How is it so many laws are not followed? And what does it mean moving forward? How do we not have voter ID? How do we not comply with the law as it's written on the books? You know, the New York Times had said it. After the 2000 election, there was this commission with Jimmy Carter and James Baker. They had said it. You know, the the most the area most prone to fraud is going to be mail in or in the case of absentee ballots. But you can do absentee ballots, but there's got to be the right request, the right procedures. And also there's got to be an identification requirement. I also think it's a bad idea to have all of this early voting because you don't even know the final issues. Like how many people voted before the last debate? Last debate have the ability to change people's minds? I would say yes. You know, look at 2000, the weekend before Election Day, a, a DUI was discovered from one, one of the candidates. That was Bush 43. Okay, did that impact the race? According to exit polls, it actually did. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, look at this mess in upstate New York. You had a 12-point margin in favor of the ref- the Republican. Oh, they just found 55 uncounted ballots, 44, of which apparently they believe could be used. I'm like, okay, a month later, you're finding ballots, just magically finding them. Really? You got all these ballots that were found, you know, in Georgia out of thin air. This is, these are insane times. It really is. It's this scary too. 
Really? And the thing is, is we know we can do it right. It's not like we don't know how to do it right. Florida did a great job. Ohio did a great job. Well, we knew the results that night. We had trust and faith and integrity and the confidence of that. All of that. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Simple man, Leonard Skinner, that can only mean one thing, and that means all things BillOReilly.com. Uh, Mr. O'Reilly, sir, did you have a good Thanksgiving first? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Biden, how are you? Yeah, good to I'm have so you back. That I can only retain things for 24 hours. Now, it was nice. How about yourself? Uh, fried a turkey, as I always do in my Masterville turkey fryer, my Butterball turkey fryer. And um, it's the best, it's the juiciest, most delicious you'll ever have in your life. 15-pound turkey. It takes one hour exactly. That's it. And I have mastered uh, frying a turkey. Um, I, heard, let me ask- I heard that you... I heard that you actually went out and and captured the turkey with your bare hands. Bare hands. No, I did have a fresh killed turkey. I hate to be very, you know, if you want to want the truth, you can order it and it comes to your house fresh and they deliver it. It's great. 
Yeah. So you hired you hired someone to assassinate the turkey before you fried it. Of course I did. I hired an assassin. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> well, well I, I, let me guess. You went out with what your axe and chopped off the turkey's head, Bill? No, I I uh, allowed my sister to do everything. I don't want to hear about it. And then when you it's ready, wanna... she. She calls me and the, and the urchins, and we all go in and chow down. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. All right, so let me ask you this simple question. Yeah. Uh, well, first, uh, uh, let me lay a foundation. How many years have you been doing the simple work of being in the media? 45. 35. Okay. Now, Bill O'Reilly, let me ask you to define evidence. For example, you've covered high-profile murder cases, I assume, right, over the years? O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. Okay, great. Um, now, when somebody goes on the stand that was, let's say, an eyewitness to a murder, and they testify what they saw, would you say that that witness's testimony would be considered evidence that could, if compelling enough, even result just that alone in the conviction of somebody accused of murder? Yes, if that person stands up to cross-examination. Correct. Okay. Again, it would have to be a credible witness. But the, the jury would have to believe the, the witness in that particular case. Now, so yesterday we had all of these people testifying. And they've all signed affidavits uh, under the threat of perjury. It's a legal document, as you know. And they all told stories of, frankly, shocking voter fraud on a mass level. And I'm sure you were following the news as we were uh, yesterday. Is that considered, in your mind, evidence? Certainly. It's uh, valid evidence. And I believe that there was fraud in this election. Now, the question then is, um, I, you see, I watch these states that do everything right. Ohio and Florida, for example. And I'm like, OK, if they get it right, it's not fair to the rest of the country that these other states have such a mess. You know, every state bill, I don't know if you knew this, I didn't actually know the actual statutory language prior to this election, but partisan observers are allowed to watch the vote counting from start to finish. That didn't happen anywhere, Bill. The law was was not what was corrupted. The law was not followed. That bothers me deeply. Yeah, it's a constitutional flaw that allows the individual states to conduct the elections any way they want. And if there's fraud in a place like Pennsylvania or Michigan, then the states themselves are supposed to deal with it. And that's been going on since uh, John Adams versus Thomas Jefferson. The states have the authority under the Constitution to regulate their votes. Some of them are responsible. Some of them are corrupt. And that's what everybody's frustrated about. So the only solution to that is for Congress to make a election standards law, say to the states, yes, you supervise, but here are the things that you must do in a national election. And that has to happen because California, for example, as crazy left as they are, could lower the voting age to 12. Sacramento, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. I wouldn't be shocked at anything they do out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. So, so that, that is a problem, but there is an even bigger problem as far as people uh, being angry about the election, as you should be if you're a Trump supporter. 
The federal government looked into it. Uh, by the way, I, I just want to I want to clarify one thing. I think every American should be concerned. Yeah, but they're not. You know they're that. Not. I mean, if, Biden, if you're a Biden supporter, you're happy. One. You don't care. You but, got the result you want. The press isn't going to investigate anything. I mean, there's so much for the press to investigate. They're not going to do anything. Anything. So because they're happy for the outcome. If the reverse were true, and there were charges of fraud against the Trump administration, if he had won. These people would be going crazy. You know that. But, but I think that everybody in the country should understand that the federal government did get involved, and the FBI did go out, and then yesterday the attorney general said, we didn't find enough evidence of fraud to overturn the vote. And, of course, the press took the last part of that out and said, Attorney General Barr says there's no fraud in the election. That was the headline everywhere. Another deceit another sleight of hand but that's where the justice department was coming from that it's not going to present anything to the supreme court or whatever federal court the election is petitioned because in its estimation it's not enough to invalidate the votes of more than 150 million americans and that's why nothing's going to happen so uh, and, and and maybe, Bill, you know, you end up being, being right in all of this. But if we don't fix this, we're never going to have a free, fair election that Americans can have confidence in. got to fix it. And it, by well, the way, it is fixable, Bill. If we, sure we can is. send people to the moon and bring them home, we can do this. You and know, many states are. And I know that in Canada, you don't mail in your votes. In Canada. Mm-hmm. All right? And you have to show an ID when you go to the polls. In Canada, a liberal country. So why can't we have identification when you vote and absentee ballots, but not state-mandated mail-ins, which can be co-opted, as we saw? And, And why can't we have that? But Congress would have to do it. And under Biden, that's never going to happen. You know, the thing is, is that you've been to Democratic National Convention, so I've been there. Uh, Bill, do you need a photo ID to get in the building? Do you get wanded? Do you go through, you know, the metal detector on the way in? Because I do. Uh, but every night, it's four nights, I have to show my photo ID. Well, they wouldn't even let me in with an ID. They didn't like me. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I remember you being there. I saw no, you there. I, I snuck in. I went under this little pen. <laughs> you, you, you snuck in the basement. They snuck you up the arena, uh, the side door. But in all seriousness, the idea that you don't need a photo ID, you know what drives me nuts is the Democrats were smart in this in an evil way. It, like in Georgia, they started their lawsuit in March of this year. Uh, the Georgia Democratic Party, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, Congressional Campaign Committees all sued, and they ended up having these mail-in ballots and they ultimately changed what the signature verification system would be, but only for those that mailed in ballots. If the application matched the signature on the ballot, that was good enough. Now, if you were a day of voter in Georgia, you needed a photo ID and they have a state database with your signature on file. And that is that they would check that the signature matched and they would verify it. Or if it was in question in any way, they would put it to the side and and make a determination later uh but you can't have two different signet signature verification systems bill that 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 seems like well unequal justice under the law not equal application of our laws but that's stacy abrams so i mean she and her 
crew have been working for years to change the electoral process in Georgia to make it unbelievably easy for people to commit fraud. And it worked. And Nevada is even worse than Georgia. Well, there's there's an investigation into whether or not 40,000 illegal votes were cast in Nevada. Yeah. Now, if that's true, that state would flip to Donald Trump. The the attorney out there, this was in the Epic Times today, uh, they are now claiming they've they have discovered and they're submitting to the court out in Nevada the uh, instances of forty thousand plus people who voted twice in the election, uh, and forty thousand illegal votes in, in that election. That's so amazing. Yeah, that's Laxalt, the son of the former governor of Nevada. And he's doing a very methodical job. Um, it's not, again, going to be enough to give Donald Trump a victory. But there are states, and I think that Pennsylvania is one of them, where clearly there were no rules. There were no rules. Well, it, it, Bill, it's interesting. Now that we have time to actually accumulate and analyze the data, you see that, well, you first have to believe Biden outperformed Obama by 15 million votes and Hillary Clinton by 15 million votes. I don't know. I had no idea it was that popular, Bill O'Reilly. I just didn't. Whatever. But but then he but then he underperforms with minorities in every big city except for the ones we're talking about. That would be Milwaukee. That would be Detroit. That would be uh, Philadelphia. That would be Fulton County in, in Georgia. Wow. How convenient that he outperforms uh, the two Democrats that ran before him only in those important key states. Here is the information that Americans need. You need to compare what happened in Wayne County, that's Detroit, Michigan, what happened in Philadelphia County, as far as which way the minority, the black vote, was tabulated. And then you need to compare that to the minority vote in the rest of the state. So in Detroit and Philadelphia, if Biden won the black vote by 95 to 5, yet the rest of the black vote in that state was 85 to 15, you know you have fraud. Bill? That's called analytics. It has to be done. Um, And I said this on BillOReilly.com weeks ago. If you can do that and show it, I, I laid out all those numbers on Monday night on Hannity. All right. So now we're we're going through this this process. Here's what bothers me, Mr. O'Reilly. You know, I spent almost three years of my life uh, and I was proven correct. Just look at the Horowitz report. And I think there'll even be further vindication. Uh, the media, the mob, as I call them, they all peddled these conspiracy theories about Trump Russia collusion while simultaneously ignoring Hillary's. Russian disinformation dossier she paid for that became the basis of four FISA applications to spy on a candidate, Donald Trump, a a transition team of Donald Trump and the presidency of Donald Trump. Uh, I see a media that ignored the real quid pro quo with Joe Biden and zero experience Hunter. Uh, I see that they never vetted just like they never vetted Obama. uh, And I did a, a full investigative amount of work before that election. They never investigated Biden. He was allowed to hide in his basement. They never investigated Hunter and Russian oligarchs, Kazakhstan oligarchs, uh, Burisma or 
$1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. Um, journalism's dead, Bill. Now, they, they, how do they get away with spectacular lies on this because level? There's no, there's no constitutional apparatus to hold the press accountable. And that was a mistake by the founding fathers. So they gave the press special privileges because they were assuming there would be a level of honesty in the media, which is evaporated. But let's advance the story. What's going to happen now is Joe Biden is going to be the greatest president since Jefferson, Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. He's going to be a combination of the three. And that whatever goes wrong in the Biden administration will be blamed on Donald Trump. That's the next play. It's already being maneuvered. So, you know, we're, we're living in a country that, let's use the word, troubled. We've got a dishonest media. I don't see it coming back. We had an election that wasn't honest, and who's, nobody's going to do anything about it. So people are rightly depressed. I mean, talk about COVID. This is far worse because we'll wipe COVID out next year. We're not going to wipe out the corruption that we're living through anytime soon. I call it, you know, I say journalism's dead, but I will tell you, I I don't think the founders made a mistake. We could talk about this another day, and the framers made a mistake. I just think that it it is, for any any institution to succeed, it's got to be run by honest people, and you and I both know it's not. All right, all things... Okay, give me a plug. All right, all all things Simple Man, uh, congratulations, by the way, another one, number one bestseller, Killing Crazy Horse, Bill's latest book in his Killing series, 15 in Toto, and uh, also uh, all things O'Reilly at BillOReilly.com. He says he's a simple man, we all know he's not, but uh, you gave us a pretty good simple analysis today. Bill O'Reilly, thank you. Always a pleasure. 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. James O'Keefe and the fake news CNN tapes. We'll get to that. Congressman Andy Biggs and much more as we continue. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. You know, one thing, now that we have the opportunity, you don't have this opportunity as the votes come in before you can really start to break it down and analyze it. And we've been doing all of that on this program. One thing that really stands out is, for example, in 2016, there were 266,000 mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. Well, 1% of them were, were not valid. Not they, they didn't pass muster. They didn't live up to the standards. Here we are in 2020, 2.6 million mail-in ballots, but only a rejection rate of uh, 0.0038%. In other words, 27 times higher acceptance rate. How is that possible? Well, they eliminate the signature match. Uh, They have an illegal cure process. Uh, significant statistical anomalies. This is one of just the latest that I'm I'm telling you about uh, in what is now, you know, happening. And we're now listening to eyewitnesses all over the country. It's all over the country. Um, there's also other issues around this emerging, too. And that is, for example, uh, Congressman Andy Biggs out in Arizona. He had to send a, a letter to the U.S. Attorney General, Bill Barr urging him to investigate Congressman Bill Pascrell from the state of New Jersey. Why? Civil rights violations. Because of what? He has efforts to obtain the disbarment of members of the president's legal counsel in five states. In other words, sort of like the doxing that has gone on and, you know, the names, addresses of these attorneys. They're trying to intimidate them from from allowing the president to legally hire counsel. And by the way, seemingly effective at doing this because people scared to death. That's how insane the left is today. Congressman Andy Biggs is in the great state of uh, Arizona. Now, before we get to him, I want to I want to throw to this tape of Bobby uh, Pittman his name, a, a data expert talking about Arizona's election being one of the biggest in U.S. history. And these results have, should never have been certified. Listen. In my humble opinion, upon reviewing all the data that I'm going to go over and reading countless articles, clips, and videos over the past week, I think this is the biggest fraud in the history of our constitutional republic. It's taking place right before our eyes. The corrupt mainstream media and tech oligarchs are colluding in an attempt to assassinate the American public's true legal vote for our President Donald J. Trump through corrupt government officials across countless precincts and corrupt state officials and courts. The evidence will show that President Trump surpassed both FDR and Reagan in the percentage of legal votes, topping 60% when this crime is unveiled. If you could just tell us in your um, 
in the simplest way possible as an expert. What is your opinion as to the validity of the numbers that were certified today by the Secretary of State and the governor about this election? If I was an executive at a publicly traded company, I would never sign that because I risk jail time and having all my money taken from me in lawsuits. So to answer your question, I would never, ever have certified. I'd rather resign than have certified those results. All right. Joining us now, Congressman Andy Biggs uh, is with us. Um, you know, we just went over this with Bill O'Reilly, and now we're hearing from people all over the country that are telling incredible stories, one after another. Had a guy on TV last night, and we talked about it earlier today. Uh, this guy's a truck driver. His name is Jesse Morgan. Driving completed ballots from Bethpage, New York, to Lancaster, PA. Hundreds of thousands of, of them. Um, you got a, a UP, U.S. Uh, Postal Service uh, contractor. You know, something is wrong in what happened in Wisconsin. Uh, how they're literally being told and were told to backdate and postmark backdate uh, after the election had taken place to make illegal ballots now legal. Uh, you know, all of this now one person after another, uh, as you look at it in, in its entirety, what are your thoughts, Congressman? Well, uh, from a macro point of view, Sean, we see fraud in these seven states that are the battleground states. And it, it's now we're seeing very specific evidence. And so to say that we don't have evidence, as some people have asserted, is just no longer accurate because uh, we had to do the investigation. We've been doing investigation. Uh, and as it comes out, you keep getting more affidavits. You get, And that's sworn testimony under a penalty of perjury. You're getting indicia uh, and evidence of things like uh, ballots cast where nobody, no, that name isn't even on a voter registration roll in Arizona, over 8,000 of those, or 6,000 of those. You have, then you have the, the pe ballots cast with, with no address. There's no way to find out if anybody it, it really lives there. There are thousands of those in Arizona. And when, when you have these razor-thin margins that we've had in these states, what it tells me is uh, they, you need to get these uh, forensic investigations done because that's the only way you're going to really be able to get uh, the evidence one way or the other. And when it's done, if we're able to get those, um, it's going to show that President Trump won this election. Well, I mean, we're getting very close in terms of time and the Electoral College, and, and that's all going to looks like it's on track to happen. Uh, what do you think happened out in the state of Arizona? Well, there's, there's probably uh, three front-end things. The, first of all, you have uh, nearly two million uh, ballots that are uh, and they come in at early ballots. Those have an affidavit attached to them. The question is, um, were those affidavits properly signed and verified? And that's that's one of the big questions that you have there. Then you have Do we the, not have an answer to that at this late date. We don't have an answer because we've been uh, denied access. They've done uh, simple, short uh, samples and uh, have found errors in some of those. But they we haven't got the courts to give us the authority. Uh, the 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 parties that are in control of those affidavits won't allow them to be uh, forensically examined. And uh, the reason, of course, is because in Arizona, Democrats control those t uh, apparatus, both in Maricopa County, the biggest county in the state, and in the state itself. So 
So, yeah, we have got to be able to get in there and see it. And so lawsuits have been filed, uh, and more lawsuits are coming uh, later this week and trying to push this uh, to, to allow us to see these documents. You've heard from these people giving their testimony. These are all people that, that signed sworn affidavits under the threat of perjury. What were your thoughts on, and what you heard yesterday? When I'm talking about a few votes, like, for example, your neighboring state, Nevada, uh, you know, they're talking about 40,000 illegal votes that they feel they've identified. It's, it's astounding. I was, uh, I'm, I, I tell you what, Sean, I'm really pleasantly, I'm really pleased because what we're seeing now are people coming forward, being courageous, take, being willing to take the abuse that comes from the left, but they're standing strong and they're testifying to what they saw. And it gives, it's, if I can liken it to a criminal case, it gives probable cause, quite frankly, to go forward and investigate fully. And, and this is why people like myself have been asking the uh, U.S. Attorney General uh, for quite some time now to please fully investigate and give us forensic uh, res- uh, investigation on these things. Well, the DOJ has fought back against the media's characterization um, and they, for example, said that media outlets have incorrectly reported that the department has c- concluded its investigation of election fraud and announced affirmative findings that no fraud in the election. That is not what the AP reported, nor what the attorney general stated. So it sounds to me like I guess that investigation continues, but isn't part of any investigation eyewitnesses. And when you have hundreds and hundreds of them to this extent, uh, how could anybody at the end of this process have any confidence in the in the accurate outcome of the election? Well, we can't, and that's the problem. And that's why um, uh, when Governor Ducey uh, basically certifies the Arizona election, that's really problematic. It's problematic for me. It should be for all Americans because there is a significant number of Democrats. Thirty percent of Democrats also think that uh, there was some manipulation that went on there. And when that when that happens, what you need to do is you have to say, well, we're not going to seat electors, and we're going to send this to Congress. And I have a feeling that if if we get this thing to the courts, if the Supreme Court looks at these things more closely and they see the evidence that's starting to come out, uh, you know, in an avalanche, if you will, I think that the Supreme Court's going to say, how, how can we trust the election? And that means it ends up going to, hopefully, to Congress and, and gets resolved that way. Well, it'd be interesting to watch. Now, you sent this letter to Bill Barr as it relates to your colleague uh, from New Jersey, Democrat Bill uh, Pascrell, uh, trying to, I guess, disbar or, or seeking uh, efforts to, to disbar members of the president's legal team. Why? Is, does he not believe in, in the right of people to have legal representation? Well, he's trying to intimidate and, and coerce people right out of representing President Trump. This is so outrageous because every court uh, in every state has the ability, if they feel that something's frivolously done or done with maliciousness without reason, they can in- inject their own sanctions against the attorneys or the parties themselves. And for someone who is out of state, who didn't participate in any of these lawsuits, didn't read the pleadings, didn't attend the hearings, it is utterly outrageous because it just becomes part of this authoritarian cancel culture where the left wants to come in and basically punish you for exercising your constitutional rights. Yeah. Hello, Clem 
comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as we continue with Freedom Caucus Chair and Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs is with us. So as you look at the landscape now, I believe I think Republicans are now up to 213 uh in the House, and I guess what the Democrats are at 222, still races out there yet to be decided. Um, so it's a very, very, very slim, as a matter of fact, the smallest in history for the Democrats uh, in the House of Representatives. And then you've got this radical squad that seems to intimidate all of the Democratic leadership. Uh, so what's going to happen as it relates to Pelosi and the Democrats versus the squad uh, now with all these new Republicans, 27 toss up races, Republicans won every one of them. Yeah, it's a great. It shows, quite frankly, how how strong President Trump was, which is part of the anomaly of how how in the world did he lose uh, legitimately uh, an election like this to Biden? And so, what it leaves us for us in the House is we we are going to have to fight uh, uh, this agenda because Pelosi's going to be the speaker uh, here. She's is gonna she? Have a are you sure about that? Well, nobody ran against her. 
in, in the Democrat conference. So it indicates to me that she's probably going to be the speaker. But if she's the speaker, she's already promising to go radical. She's going to, and the squad said they're going to try to influence. If Biden becomes the president, they think they can influence him to be really radical. That's a call for Republicans and conservatives to stand up and, and not be passive-aggressive, but to be verbal, to be on the attack uh, and, and take the bulkhead for our uh, for our positions and advocate for them. I mean, you you now actually have an appropriations chair who wants to eliminate the Hyde protections uh, to, so that taxpayer dollars don't go to fund abortions. That's how radical they're starting off from that position, and, and we've got to fight that. All right, Andy Biggs uh, from Arizona. He's also the head of the Freedom uh, Caucus in, in Congress, and we wish you the best. I hope you gain. did you gain members, do you know, the people that were we running to join you? We did, Sean. We we gained a good a good group coming in, and and uh, very happy to have so many great members coming. I don't know us. if I keep this guy Jim Jordan on your team anymore. I'm not really <laughs> sure if he's uh, you know, uh, without done his welcome. I'm teasing. We love Jim Jordan. <laughs> no, you did. Jim, you dethroned him. You actually kicked him out. He was you, he was the leader. Didn't you take over for him? Uh, I took over for Meadows when Meadows left to to, to be chief of staff for the president. Okay, so, not yeah. not a bad job for uh, Mark Meadows. Has been doing a great great yeah. service to the country, and I know that personally. Uh, all right, thank you so much, Andy Biggs. Eight hundred nine four one Sean. If you want to be a part of the program, um, we got to take a quick break here, and we got so much to get to uh, in the course of the program. James O'Keefe at the top of the hour. Uh, wow, for months he infiltrates the CNN meeting with uh, Humpty Dumpty's boss, the guy that he's the stenographer for, uh, Mr. Potato Head, Jeff Zucker. And he's got all the tapes. It's hilarious, but it's also chilling. All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I mean, how hilarious is this? Uh, Our friend James O'Keefe, who is the founder, CEO of Project Veritas, he actually calls in to fake news CNN's morning conference call. And he's been listening for months and recording these conversations for months. And he starts talking to, uh, well, the, the head of that organization. Remember, I always say Humpty Dumpty is a stenographer for Jeff Zucker or Mr. Potato Head, you can call him. But anyway, you know, they claim that they are fair. Over there at Fake News CNN, they're pretty much full-time. They've got like a full-time staff of Fox News Channel stalkers and Hannity stalkers. I mean, just really weird, obsessed, biased people. Now, uh, this is the network that peddled the never-ending Russia collusion hoax for years. This is the same network that never vetted Biden. This is the same network that ignores zero experience Hunter and quid pro quo Joe, the, the real quid pro quo with Ukraine and, and went along with the impeachment hoax. They hate all things Donald Trump. They hate all things conservative. Uh, and they claim that they are a news organization. They're not a news organization. They're a propaganda arm of all things radical democratic socialist and all things Biden, and they have a a 24-7 obsessive-compulsive hatred of all things Trump and all things conservative. Now, it's fine, but be honest about it. So anyway, um, 
Hey, this is James O'Keefe. We've been listening to your CNN calls basically two months of recording everything. I just wanted to ask you some questions if you have a minute. Do you still feel you're the most trusted name in news? Because I have to say, from what I've been hearing on these phone calls, I don't know about that. And we have a lot of recordings that indicate you're not really independent as a journalist. Whoopsie-daisy. And meeting is instantly canceled. A new system is being developed. Then fake news CNN is saying, well... He might have violated some laws. Now, I'm pretty sure CNN has been on some of these calls with the healthcare coronavirus task force and and state governors. At least that's what I've been told. Uh, so maybe they practice the exact same thing that they don't like the James O'Keefe uh, practice, which is called journalism. Anyway, let me play some of these tapes for you because they're very, very interesting. Then James will join us. You know, first him telling Zucker. Uh, that they've been listening for months. Uh, then in a the conversation back in in November after the election, you have a you know a, a field producer uh, and Zucker discussing the, their problems with Trump not conceding, and they invoke the nine eleven terror attacks. And Zucker telling his staff not to normalize. Uh, this is back in October. Trump's behavior and Zucker uh, instructing his staff to go over go after Lindsey Graham and more. Listen. The 9-11 report talks about one of the problems was that the the trouble that was brewing got lost during the transition. So if you want a good concrete example of what happens when you don't have a good transition, go look at the Twin Towers. Yeah. So I think that's an important point. Um, uh, I think it was discussed a little bit yesterday in terms of national security. I think it's really uh, important to raise again. I think we we cannot normalize what has happened here uh, in the last week with Trump and his behavior. This is a president who knows he's losing, who knows he's in trouble, uh, is sick, maybe is uh, on on uh, the after effects of steroids or not. I don't know, but he is acting erratically and desperately, and we we need to. Uh, 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 we need to we need to not normalize that. All right. Joining us now, he is the founder. He's the CEO of Project Veritas. We'll show you more of the uh, he's going to be releasing new videos tonight, different than what we just played you. And we'll air that on Hannity, 9 Eastern. Uh, James O'Keefe is back with us. So how many months were you listening in on this? Hey, thanks, Sean. And thanks for playing these tapes last night on, the, on your TV program. Uh, about two months since mid-September. And uh, I dialed in, as you heard there, and I, I informed Zucker that I've been listening. And then Zucker, who was so scared um, that he actually, they called law enforcement on us, which is absurd uh, that they did that, Sean. So we've been listening for two months. And By the way, did law enforcement these... come and pay a visit to you or no? No, CNN Communications put out a tweet saying, quote, legal experts say this may be a felony. We've referred it to law enforcement. Now, Sean, as you know, we have... More than a dozen lawyers on my staff, and they think that's baloney. So it's just, uh, I think Zucker's mad and embarrassed and, and shocked and uh, by the fact that we have these recordings, and maybe he's afraid of what we're releasing. Now, there's been a lot of talk that he may be leaving or being kicked out. I, don't, I just I don't have any insight or knowledge at all, nor do I really care about Jeff Zucker or CNN that much, except that we have an information crisis in the country, except that we now know the biggest donors to all things democratic socialist and that are anti-conservative are big tech companies and media companies. 
Uh, and, and by the way, I'm a talk show host, but I do journalism and I do investigative journalism and I do opinion. I'm a bit like the whole newspaper, but I'm honest about it. And I, I'm a politically a conservative. I support Donald Trump. Uh, they're not honest about it. And that's one of the big problems I have with all these new, so-called news organizations. They're not news organizations. Well, Sean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's sort of what I said to you last night on TV, that for people to properly exercise their rights and duties, they have to be informed. We need an informed population. And what CNN is doing is they're manufacturing consent, and they're projecting onto what you, Sean, or me, or anyone, they're projecting onto us precisely what it is that they do. So this is Chris Saliza just uh, made a comment to me. He works for CNN. He said, what's wrong with Zucker providing editorial direction? And I responded and said, the head of a news network ordering reporters to not cover certain stories, to not cover the Hunter Biden story, to not normalize the president, ordering his journalists to not cover things, should concern independent journalists. So James, I need to correct you. So-called journalists. Go ahead. But yeah, precisely. So, but they're projecting onto us. They're accusing us of doing precisely what they do, and, and they're being exposed for it. So I, I, think it's, I don't think it shocks people. I think the chyrons on CNN, the, the lower text on the screen, is just as shocking. But I think seeing how the sausage is made confirms suspicions here, Sean, and uh, just the psychological impact of of being transparent uh, in their editorial calls is gonna it's gonna it's gonna just send shockwaves through the company and and hopefully bring out more in, in whistleblowers like the guy who brought this uh, this phone call to me. So my question is to you now: what, what did you? Let's get an overview. So you listen in for two months of these phone calls. Uh, they pretty much happen every day. Editorial meetings happen every day. Every day. Not not every day, but I would say a few times a week. In fact, it was interesting, and during the election, they didn't... And you, by the way, you, you had to have a source that would tell you when the meeting is, correct? Correct. We had, a, we had, a, we had an insider that worked with us, and uh, Sean, they happened a few times a week, um, and, and Zucker was very much micromanagerial. He was, he was, there was, everyone's a yes man, everyone says yes sir, they don't really push back, and as I said to you last night... I run an organization with dozens of reporters, and I don't really, I can't tell them what the facts are. If anything, they push up at me. So I, I found that interesting. I found it odd, his management style. And there are people that respect him at the network because he's such a, you know, he's kind of a dictator and, and a benevolent dictator. So they respect his leadership presence. But in terms of a newsman, I do think it's odd how involved the president of the company is from the top to the bottom on directing stories. I've been on radio 33 years. I'm on Fox News now for 25 years. I said this on the air the other night. We've always gone our own independent way, whether we're vetting Obama when nobody else would or whether we're exposing, rightly so, we were right, they were wrong on the Russia hoax. Uh, We were right vetting Biden and and the family corruption involved with Burisma and oligarchs and Ukraine and Kazakhstan and uh, Russia, uh, the $1.5 billion China deal. And similarly, you know, I am, we are pursuing real whistleblowers that the mob ignored yesterday. They loved whistleblowers when they were the one hearsay, non-whistleblower, anonymous whistleblower, but they didn't want to hear any of the whistleblowers from yesterday, and there were many of them. So it, it does get very, very frustrating uh, to me, but on, I guess on the other hand, it's an opportunity because I'm not told what to do, nor would I frankly listen anyway. Well, I mean, that, that's very, that's what I think the, the difference is between what Zucker does and what CNN does and 
what, what I do at Project Veritas or what you do. I run a very independent organization here. The facts speak for themselves. There's not a lot of narrative and conjecture in my work. It's just people talking. And what Zucker is doing on these calls is he's saying we need to, we need to, we need to quote, um, Lindsey Graham really deserves it. We need to, you know, lean in this direction, not normalize Trump. Trump's on steroids. He knows he's in trouble. He's losing, so we have to do it this way. And, and it's, and it's a very dictatorial, especially from the head of an entire news corporation to behave that way. It's, um, and I think that's why Zucker called the police. Uh, that's why they're calling law enforcement on me. And by the way, Sean, it's amazing that CNN had no problem running secret audio tapes of, uh, the first lady for weeks, but it does have a problem when I'm reporting on them. It's just, the double standards are on. I would also look into, did they report on any of these uh, private uh, conference calls with governors? Uh, I might look into that. That might be a possibility, too. But you raise a, a good point here. Um, one of the things that I always get a kick out of about you, you never give everybody the whole story at once because you want people to digest each aspect of it. You now have months of these tapes uh, that you recorded and like tonight, for example, you're, you're going to, you know, reveal new tapes and you're going to do it later this week, both on radio and TV as well. Uh, can you give us a little preview of what we might be hearing tonight? Yeah, we're going to be releasing some something regarding CNN's discussion and Jeff Zucker's discussion about uh, spiking coverage of the Hunter Biden materials and, and including Zucker's comments. We're going to be releasing tapes often maybe a few tonight tomorrow like i said it's sort of it's christmas season it's the second of december so think of it like an advent calendar just every day releasing more and more and more the next few weeks uh well i and i think you make a great point about playing the melania trump tapes unbelievable no problem with that uh well as usual great work we really always appreciate you sharing it with us uh projectveritas.com uh, if you haven't seen the videos, we have a link on Hannity.com if it's easier for you. And uh, we'll have new tapes on Hannity 9 Eastern tonight on the Fox News Channel. And uh, James will be joining us, sir. Thank you, as always. Veritas tips at ProtonMail.com if you're an insider. Thanks, Sean. By the way, that means if they want to, people want to work undercover for you, right? Yep, want to go undercover or they're just a source. They're a whistleblower. They want to, they want to work with us. Right. Veritas tips at ProtonMail. I thought whistleblowers were, were to be respected as courageous and patriotic, except for the ones that spoke yesterday and today. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? We'll get to your calls. Final half hour also coming up. All right, we got time for one call this segment. Then we'll take calls for the final half hour of the program. Uh, Don Lake Ronkonkoma. Don, uh, welcome aboard, sir. Glad you called. Oh, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving, Sean. And uh, I just want to say uh, you are 100% correct by not listening to these lectures from Democrats and the sycophantic media that Trump should concede after those witnesses that you had last night. That was just incredible. Their testimonies were so compelling. You know, I was telling a friend of mine this, uh, this morning about your show last night, and she reminded me that her father is a United States Marine, and all his friends on the block are ex-Marines. Right. They sent it there from Wayne County, uh, Pennsylvania. They sent in mail-in ballots. They tracked their ballots. They were never received. Wow. You know, Don, one of the things, you've been a friend of this program for a very, very long time, and, and you yeah. know this program. You know, this is, this is what we do differently. Yep. You know, if, if you think of the media and their love of whistleblowers, the anonymous hearsay whistleblower 
that the only one with Ukraine, and they just dismiss their fellow Americans, hundreds and hundreds of them signing legal affidavits. It's it, I, I, as bad as we've always talked about how it is out there. We never thought it was this bad. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you. In all the years, Sean, that I've been following you and and you've been following Election Day outcomes, have you ever seen anything like this? Ever? No. Never. Have you ever seen anything close? Never. No. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen I've, I've never seen a media this corrupt either. Never. Sean, and and they've always million, been biased. Yep. We have 74 million voters admired Trump's ability to perform his job beyond the expect, expectations, despite 24-7 attacks. And we know he had an increase in his uh, voters, in part by people such as Candace Owens and her Blexit movement. And he You're had right. unanimous support of every law enforcement uh, union in the country. We've seen huge Trump rallies, massive boat and truck parades. And now we have millions of disenfranchised voters. We know that Trump clearly fights for Americans. And uh, this is awful. I've just been feeling awful since uh, Election Day because Mm -hmm. our country should be going through this. Let me tell you, it's it's I worry about this country more than I ever have. And for 74 million of us that that might, you know, at times get deflated in this. We need you. The country needs you more than ever. Thank you, my friend. 800-941-SEAN. Right back to the phones as we continue. 25 till the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. If you're in the great state of Georgia, uh, you might want to know, you know those Hollywood celebrities that were all pushing the Georgia boycott over abortion? Yeah, they're now the same celebrities uh, because there was a fetal heartbeat abortion bill. Yeah, they're now working their way through the uh, peach state to support Democratic candidates and tell the people of Georgia uh, who should be their next uh, senators. You know, Alec Baldwin, Alyssa Milano, Amy Schumer, uh, Deborah Messing. Uh, Yeah, they're all they're all weighing in on this. Yeah, but they're the same people that backed the Georgia boycott just two years ago. You know, signing a letter of supporting the withdrawal of TV and movie production. Unless the the governor bowed to their Hollywood values. And the boycott was also backed by major studios, believe it or not, which is pretty pathetic. Um, Anyway, now it's 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 ground zero. Ground zero. Man, I know maybe some people in Georgia are, are, are probably fed up with all that they've seen going on. And you can't if you don't engage we're in trouble and put it this way you know forget about the outcome of the election for a second in this sense everything that donald trump has accomplished you know if if you had 50 50 vote in the senate and there's any chance that kamala harris is the president of the senate in the tie-breaking vote i mean it will be an unmitigated disaster i mean I I know people might just say, screw it. I've had it. Look at this. It's, you know, you're looking at your dopey governor. and sorry. It doesn't matter about that. They are irrelevant in this. You can't let that matter. All right, let's get to our phones. Anita, California. By the way, I understand you're going to have like any day now. The whole state is going to be pretty much shut down, according to uh, your, well, restaurant loving governor, Gavin Newsom. Yes. Um, hi, Sean. Um, I'm a mom of Patriot, raising five Patriots. Five more. Wow, good for you. Um, 
<laughs> and my 16-year-old son just read your book, um, Live Free or Die. He loved it. Um, I, ha- I have not Very read it yet, honored. but he loved it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm concerned about California. Um, it was called right away, and I believe if it was ever to turn red, it was going to be this year. There was massive rallies, thousands, and um, caravans, um, places where you didn't think there would be Republicans. They were turning Republican from being Democrats. Everyone I was talking to say I used to be Democrat. I turned Republican. And they called it for Biden within minutes. I mean, after the election, it was just... Um, and then Sydney Powell mentioned um, a couple days ago that someone had sent her a tape of a machine that was only for 270 voters that re, um, uh, showed 550, 550 votes, that she was sent one tape from one machine from our state. And if that was for all of our counties, that I think there's 40 counties that have Dominion software, but it's called um, Democracy Suite, um, but it's made by Dominion. And all these counties have it. And why wouldn't they, um, you know, affect the votes um, if they did it to every other state? Um, but I for sure thought that this year was going to turn red, as many supporters as I, I would see of supporting Trump and just turning um, Republican from being Democrat. Uh, look, I, I don't know about California. California to me is like gone. You know, one of the things well, yeah. that we, we, we have to understand here, and this gets to a deeper discussion, which we really it's I don't think it's the, the time with all that we're now learning from people and, and whistleblowers everywhere. But I do think that the Republican Party needs to take a look at something here that is very, very critical. And that is that the Republican and, and I'm not a Republican, just to be very clear. The Republican Party left me a long time ago and you're stuck. I mean, it, you always get down to, OK, well, it's the lesser of two evils. I did not mind supporting Mitt Romney over, for example, Barack Obama. That, that was a no brainer for me. You know, John McCain, same thing. It's just as Barack Obama is the radical, the first radical, and he just hit it better, I think, than than the modern Democratic Party. But, you know, there was a time in my life when Republicans would win, could win the state of California to win the presidency. That 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 day is long gone. And you see this map, that electoral map that is shrinking. And I, I went over this many times and poor linda never understood the analogy that to win if you're a republican you've got to thread the needle you got to run the table so there's a lot going on here that is a lot deeper and far more sinister i think than than what you see you know on the surface and i'm just telling so republicans to me donald trump has shown the way and what is that? It's And Reagan kind of did, too. Well, we used to talk about Reagan Democrats, but working Americans, hardworking Americans that want opportunity and a job and the government off their back. That's most of us. That's that 74 million of us. Then, you know, then you, you, you see that if you take Corona out of this equation and the president's record with, you know, job creation for minorities, well, if Republicans become the party of of law and order in American cities and they restore it and they fix America's busted up educational system uh, and they they literally put Americans first in terms of job creation and opportunity. Uh, now, this dr- dramatic increase in African-American Hispanic vote is going to happen. 
Now, the guy that's called for securing the border uh, is also the guy that had a dramatic increase in Hispanic American votes and African American votes. It wasn't Romney. It wasn't McCain. It was Donald J. Trump. So I, that this has got to be the new Republican Party. Let the Democrats be the, the coastal elite party. They can be your party out there in California, by the way. You can have California. <laughs> we'll give you California. <laughs> well, um, uh, I just I there's a higher power. And just like nobody thought that Trump was going to win presidency, I believe that um, there was a chance that it could have turned red and God is more powerful than anything. No, listen, I, 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 we, I've got to believe that. My faith teaches me that. You know, sometimes it does get discouraging. I know many, I've, so many of my friends have said it to me. Um, we, we just don't have the luxury of, of, of that. You know, we're, we're Americans. You kind of, you, you lick your wounds, you take your hits, and you, you push forward. You know, uh, but thank you for the call. Sort of like what the Rocky movie and his his lecture to his son. You know, nothing is going to hit as hard as life itself. It's not a matter of how hard you you get. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. Nope. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. We're Americans. You know, let me just get a little philosophical here. Linda, do you mind if I do that? Are you okay with that? Oh, not at all. By all means. I mean, listen, you're already taking my icon, so go ahead and get philosophical we, about it. We talk about these things a lot. I don't know anybody in my life, anybody, you know, I, I don't know a lot of people that, you know, grew up with money, to be honest, or, you know, in, inherited a lot of money. But anybody I know that either, it doesn't matter what your financial status is at all. This life is hard. This is, life is meant to be hard. It's, I think God designed it to be hard. And it is, it is our job to persevere and overcome difficulties and obstacles. And living in a free society provides us the opportunity to dig deep, but also the rungs and the ladder to climb to success. There's, no, there's nothing that, any of us on this show that works on this show, I can speak for everybody, has ever done in this life that is easy. Linda, fair statement? 100%. You know, has my journey into where I am now been easy? No. Has your journey been easy? No, it's not. Well, if it's easy, you wouldn't appreciate it. That's what the socialists and the millennials don't understand. They have never earned anything. Therefore, that's why it's so easy for them to destroy everything. Listen, people... It's sort of like, you know, when we go through the anniversary of 9-11. Now my kids now know about 9-11. This happened before my, just, it, it happened two and a half weeks after my a daughter was born. She didn't live through that. Now, kids today are living through corona. For many, that is their first, oh my gosh, moment. Although kids, honestly, they just seem totally oblivious to it. 
which is a little scary when they come home from college. Uh, they could be asymptomatic for grandma and grandpa. They need to think about them. Um, but the point is, is that it, life is hard. Maintaining liberty and freedom is hard. But people have paid a much bit large, a much bigger price than we're paying. We're talking about fighting and staying in the fight and staying engaged. You just, what, what do you do? You're going to give up? What happens to the country then? There's 74 million of us. We, we, we don't have the luxury of giving up. And you, even though you may feel like it at times, you can't. This, this battle is never ending, to be very blunt. As Reagan said, freedom is but one generation away from extinction. So you have got to be... Um, You've got to be willing to take these hits in life, absorb them. You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you come back and fight again. That's just how living is done. Uh, all right. Back to our phones. Uh, let's say hi to Dawn in Michigan. Hey, Dawn. Hello. Um, I was a poll worker um, in my state of Michigan. Um, I'm in a small township, so it's not it's like Detroit. But one thing I do know is any ballots that came in after 8 p.m., we were not allowed to count. Um, and for the mail-in ballots, we had one Republican, one Democrat, and they were making sure everything matches, and then they would hand the ballots to me, which I'm a conservative, and we had a Democrat stand behind me as I fed them into the, into the machine. And that did not happen in Detroit at all. Listen, I, I mean, all of these stories and all of these people, and I'm listening, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm, I'm frankly shocked. I'm not shocked that the media ignores it. I very consciously, you know, said, well, wait a minute. We, we love whistleblowers, but we didn't love these whistleblowers. We only like the ones that politically agree with us whistleblowers, even if it's one anonymous hearsay, not really a whistleblower whistleblower. And it's just amazing to me the the breathtaking hypocrisy that exists. It's unreal, you know. It's unreal. Well, and, and like I said, I'm in a very small township. We had 1,243 votes that included mail-in. 950 went to Trump, and 199 went to Biden. When I left there at 11 o'clock at night, I thought Trump won. I thought there's no way. That, I mean, it's almost 90 percent people voted for Trump in my township. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I don't think anybody can have a coming out of this any faith and confidence in this result, being honest. That's it. The ship has sailed. Now it's a matter of whether or not we'll get remedy. Anyway, Dawn, thank you. You're a great American. Thanks for all you did and all you're doing and speaking out. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Fox News Channel. Uh, we've got more whistleblowers, real whistleblowers, not hearsay whistleblowers. Also, we'll get an update on the battle over the states with Kaylee McEnany. We'll look at uh, the latest with James O'Keefe. He'll be unveiling new tapes tonight on Hannity. Uh, Carl Rove and Senator Kennedy will join us talking about Georgia, the Senate, Ari Fleischer, Katie Pavlich, 9 Eastern, set your DVR. We'll see you tonight at 9, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 